was Warm Thoughts by Flume, and I wanted to bring some healing, positive, warm energy before we talk about some pretty um, intense topics today. So I wanted to talk about um, my struggles with eating disorders and body, an eating disorder and body dysmorphia. Inspired to talk about this um, because of the quarantine 15, um, as many of you know, what's, you either came out of COVID like a fitness mong grew I don't know what the word I'm looking for is or you um, may have gained a few pounds which is fine because there was a lot of stuff going on so please do not be harsh on yourself if you gained a few pounds um because of quarantine so first I kind of want to start off with some statistics about eating disorders um for those who aren't too familiar if they never had one Eating disorders affect at least 9% of the population worldwide and that those that are diagnosed. So there could be a good percent of people that aren't diagnosed with them and still struggling because another statistic is that only 1 in 10 will seek and receive treatment. So I feel like that kind of gives you an idea that there is more than likely more people and probably people that you know who are dealing with it and you may have not any idea. Um, 28 through 74% risk is through genetic genetics is anorexia specifically is um, recorded as the deadliest mental illness second to opioid um, addiction overdose um, because there's at least 10,200 deaths each year due to anorexia that kind of relates to either like a suicide due to anorexia or because it's basically you are killing yourself by not eating. So yeah, so that's kind of like some background um, information that I got from, um, I will link the website where I found that. Well, let's get into the next segment, which is the toxic toxicity of diet culture, being an adult and living in a society that's very, what is the best diet for you when your body changes? Bullshit. Sorry. <laughs> it is though. Like everybody's body's different. No one diet works for everybody. And that's kind of, I think it all stems down to having a healthy relationship with food, not punishing yourself for if you have, you know, a bad meal or a dessert or anything that's not in your diet. I just think dieting is so toxic. <laughs> like that's my personal opinion about it. When I first kind of noticed diet culture was when I was in beauty school, which I kind of forgot to talk about in my last episode. I did go to beauty school after high school uh, before I started to go to college. So I started college when I was 20. So from 19 to 20, I went to beauty school and it was very um, not a good experience for me. I That was something I thought I wanted to do my whole life and then I was there and I was like, this isn't what I want to do. <laughs> I was very unhappy and I don't know if it was just like the environment, the school that I was in, maybe it would have been different if I went somewhere else, but either way was not the path for me. And I was one of the younger girls there. There were only a few girls that were my, that were at least in my like core class. So you kind of start with a core class and you kind of basically journey with them your entire time. So you're with those people. And a lot of them were older than me. Um, I would say they were in their like later 20s. Um, and I was 19, as I said before. Uh, all kind of started, I would say, or restarted. 
yeah, I'll kind of go into my journey, but basically I noticed it because they would always say comments like, oh, wait till you're this age. You're not going to be able to eat like that. So it was kind of like setting this like mindset, like, oh my God, I need to fix my eating before I get to this age or whatever. But everybody's body's different and people's metabolism changes, which is something that I've learned. So that's kind of like when I learned about the toxicity of the diet culture of like what it is being an adult is like when your body changes like basically you're not gonna be able to eat like that anymore so that's kind of where it all started and that's where I got really um it restarted from when I was in high school and having troubles with eating which I'll go into my like background story that's kind of where I realized like the adult life diet culture is very toxic so before I want to get into like my backstory I just kind of want to like throw a little thing in here for you know biggest thing that I want to you know share with this episode is just being mindful and to not food shame because everybody's body is different there was a time in my life where I had to you know you have to be cautious of people that you're friends with because they can be triggering to you so I've recently had friends that were like in weddings they were their own weddings and just not realizing that their diet talks other things can affect people especially if you know you're not in a good place mentally and then you start to like reflect you're like oh well you know did I gain weight here does my face look chubbier does my you know and it's just it's so draining and mentally like a lot so um you know I've definitely had to like sit people down that I've been friends with and like you know I'm happy for you I'm glad you're losing weight but you aren't doing it healthily and you're triggering me to do things and revert back to unhealthy ways and I just can't be around that. I can't put myself through that because you're triggering me and it's just kind of like putting yourself first which is huge and important so and you know don't shame people like you know if you're dieting and you're restricting your foods don't make other people feel bad because they don't have to. Something that I've dealt with you know um having a good metabolism from genetics which is that's all it comes from you can like help your metabolism but majority of the time it comes from genetics so I've been shamed a lot um being able oh well glad you can eat foods like that if I ate foods like that I would gain weight it's just because then it just creates this toxicity in someone's head that oh that food's gonna make me gain weight that's all we hear we don't hear oh I good thing you can eat that but I can't because all you know I am absorbing from what you're saying is that food is going to make me gain weight I should stop eating it and people don't understand because you know that's not their first thought like that's not their mindset their mindset is that they wish they could eat that food otherwise they're going to gain weight but honestly if I've learned anything from my restrictions from food is that it doesn't matter can eat you know, you may, metabolisms do make a difference. Yes, I understand that, but I feel like everything can be enjoyed in moderation. And if you're not letting yourself have something, more than likely you're going to binge and eat way too much. When then if you would have just let yourself have what you're craving and enjoyed in moderation would be better than binging it. That's my personal opinion. So just kind of wanted to add that little thing in there about just being mindful and don't food shame people and don't body shame people because of their genetics that's like a big thing that I've kind of dealt with which always people don't realize like when they're saying those things that can trigger somebody too like when people say those things to me a lot of the times it just triggers me back into bad habits so let's get into more of the backstories my struggles with mental health um, became 
more in my life after I was in an abusive relationship. Getting it was great, you know, and like um, everyone has like that first relationship that really impacts them. Like, you know, spiritualists say there's three main loves in your life. Like the first one is usually very like it's either good impactful or bad impactful. And then you have a second love which is usually not good. You usually have like one really, but it's a lesson. Everything is a lesson. And then you have one, like your final third love that is supposed to be your your twin flame or soulmate or whatever you believe. And so this is my first love. We'll say love in quotes because now I realize I was not love. I was manipulated. But... <clears throat> In the beginning, he was so sweet. He was very like, you're the most beautiful girl on the planet, blah, blah, blah. And then it started um, going downhill early on. It all started when he would, um, he got obsessed with this one website or this app and it would basically be pictures of women half naked and gamer thing and he would like show me these pictures of these girls on cars and or like gamer girls and like on tumblr that's wow I forgot about tumblr yes so it would be on tumblr and he would find these like pictures of these women and be like this is what I want your body to look like I want you to look like this like do whatever you need to do to look like that and you know One thing I'm kind of going to talk about slightly um, that I kind of want to go into later in an episode is I, it's never really, um, and it's not their fault, just that it's just their parenting style and the people they are. They weren't very up. There was no, you know, I never felt beautiful. They were never the ones that were like, oh my god, Courtney, you're beautiful. I feel like my mom got better when I got older, but like I don't specifically remember like when I was younger like hearing those things. So I got that, you know, from outside family or from boys. That was my, you know, so when someone that you think you love is telling you to look a certain way and that's where you're, you know, you're building, your confidence is getting built up from that person. And then they're telling you to, like, you're going to believe. So I believed him. And then I, that's where it kind of all began. And that's when I stopped eating. And then he had this ex-girlfriend who was, her mom was very thin also. So it was her genetics. She was just a very slender girl. And he would be like, blank, her hips stick out way more. Like, you should make your hips stick out like hers. That was so sexy the way her hips stuck out and you know at the time I'm like I would never let a male talk to me like that now it's just so funny that I just let you know someone speak to me that way and then it was actually comes full circle because she was the one who actually reported me to the guidance counselors that I wasn't eating that I was hurting myself was in this relationship that was abusive mentally at the time because it was only mentally in the beginning and I hated her because they called my mom, told her that she was jealous of our relationship and um, I manipulated my way out of it, basically. But I didn't with the counselors. So I had to go every week to see this counselor and I got more and more comfortable with her to the point where I stopped lying and I started actually opening up to her and she was the reason I got out of that relationship but it didn't end there 
you know, he would start bullying me. Um, he would send me all these horrible anonymous messages on Tumblr, getting insecurities about me that only he knew because I, you know, I'm a very closed, I didn't really, I don't really tell people like what I'm insecure about unless I really trust you. And so he would hit on those insecurities in these messages and basically tell me, list all these reasons like why I should kill myself. And then he would be like, you think you're hot, you're not, you're, you know, and then hit on those insecurities. Him and his friends would follow me around. We had like one big lunch at my school. So everybody had lunch at the same time. Um, and it was an hour long and um, it was meant to you know, you would eat lunch and then you could, if you were struggling in a class or, you know, needed extra help, you could go to your teachers during that time because they were all available. So that was kind of like their idea of, you know, why this was good. And so, you know, you had a lot of extra time after eating usually. And we, everyone would like kind of walk around the halls and he would follow me around and him and his friends would be like hippo thighs or hippo butt or whatever, just some sort of like, like comment about my body and that he knew that I was insecure about because I, a weird random fact, I hit puberty pretty late. I was really like in, I was like 16 when I started to have the womanly, you know what I'm talking about. And something, you know, that came through genetics was I had a butt naturally, but I was a thinner girl. So it just kind of looked it didn't look fake, but it just didn't look natural, I guess. And so that was like something that was like, you know, the boys would like, oh, I would wear spandex and the boys would, you know, called her that blank. You can fill in the blank. Um, and so that's something he would torture me on because he knew I was insecure about it because I wasn't, you know, used to that attention that from males. And so I would get really in my head and I would, you know, wish it was stupid. I should have been like, woo, yes. But instead he, you know, tortured me with it. And he, you know, would just say those things. So that's kind of where it all really started. And then it continued and it's still something that I struggle with today. When I was in beauty school, like I said before, you know, that diet culture of the older women being like, oh, you better fix your eating before you get to this age. Oh, you better do this. You better do that. Not realizing like how much of an impact that had on me and how much I thought I had this like timeline in my head where I had to fix my eating and later they don't know my genetics they don't know that my you know I have could have good genetics I could have bad genetics and maybe being 22 didn't affect me like they affected them you know and that was where I had to learn that for myself also struggle with this thing called body dysmorphia which is basically like a so like here's like a bubble of like OCD and it's like a side bubble that it like stems from OCD. I was never diagnosed with OCD, but um, my therapist did say that I do struggle with body dysmorphia with this like obsession of, you know, yourself, but in a negative way. So, you know, you have an insecurity. So you always focus on that insecurity. You see a picture getting taken of yourself and the first thing you notice is what you're insecure about. So I grew up very insecure about my nose. So like anytime I would see a picture, I'd be like, mm, can't post that. My nose looks too big. Or that was like my always focus. And then it was to the point where I didn't even want people to take pictures of me because I, in my head, would convince myself that it was going to turn out bad. So I would manifest that basically it would be a bad picture every single time. I said, oh, this is going to be horrible. I'm going to look horrible. 
and then it would, you know, I would manifest it without even realizing what I was doing. And I would, you know, convince myself I look so horrible when I didn't. And then if I would see pictures of videos that other people would take of me like unexpectedly, I would be like, who is that girl? That's not me. I don't look like that. Like that girl looks, that's not me. Like I would, it would literally be a shock. Like when I would see pictures that were like decent as you know, it comes down to angles and lighting and blah, blah, blah. And like all that stuff when it comes down to pictures. So that's, you know, kind of, that's where it all goes down to. But we live in a very society that's based off of social media and, you know, we are idolizing fake pictures of people. Like these pictures are taken by photographers, they're edited by professionals, like, or what I also want to get into, filters. These filters are horrible. I don't even like, I'm getting better, but I, there was a point where I would never even take a Snapchat that didn't have a filter on it, which is, it's so sad that it has, like, that's what it comes, has come to that I hate it I hate it <laughs> um so let's go to where I'm at today so today I am the I have the best relationship with food that I've ever had since I was in high school so mini celebration for me this is huge you guys I don't know if you really understand how huge it is like I like am 26 so 10 years of my life I have struggled and this is the best that I've been with food so it's such a amazing thing. I have been recently going through like a very spiritual journey if you want to call it you know that's kind of what it's called um, and one thing um, that I've realized on this <laughs> you guys are gonna make fun of me. I've watched a lot of documentaries and stuff and very <laughs> like food guilt. I get very sad when I eat meat. So I have, you know, slowly replaced meat with like, and if I go places and there's like a plant-based option, I will do that. And I feel so much better. Like I don't get as sad. And I've been like, like I've read about a lot of people who are going through like a spirituality thing, um, turning to vegetarians or veganism. And, um, you know, I've done little things like I've slowly replaced like my milk. Like I'm no longer drinking like cow's milk. I'm drinking plant-based milk. Um, Ripple from Target. It's amazing. Um, replace like my creamer. The one thing that I'm having trouble with that will probably not happen until I move somewhere that's not the Midwest. <laughs> cheese. I cannot find a vegan cheese to replace all my cheese. Like I love cream cheese, love regular cheese, 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 cheese. So much cheese. That's hard. Vegan cheese does not compare. <laughs> I cannot find a vegan cheese that compares. And until I do, I will not give up cheese. But like little things like, you know, milk um, and stuff has been really, it's all trial and error too. Like I um, grew up drinking skim milk and then as I got older I started liking 2% so it was kind of finding a milk a plant-based milk that had that consistency because almond milk was like too thin and it has a lot of sugar in it too so ripple target um, I think they have it at other places like pick and save and festival but ripple is the brand and it's so good and it actually tastes better than real milk I don't even know if I could go back to drinking regular milk at this point that's kind of like so I don't necessarily call it a diet I feel like it's a lifestyle change um, and I've matured from having a 12 year old diet to probably like a mature 16 year old so go me um, yeah and I just I don't like 
there, you know, I definitely struggle and I definitely get triggered and I definitely like see myself like saying bad habits of like, oh my God, I shouldn't have had the McDonald's, but you're hungover. Let yourself have the McDonald's, you know, I've just kind of, um, have gotten to a point where I'm like mentally in a good place. So I feel like that's why my relationship with food is so good because like I'm mentally good and I've just been trying to find like, I basically find ways to eat healthy food and make them like taste good. So like I've been trying to eat more greens. I don't like a lot of vegetables. Like I said, I have a diet of a six I'm gonna say 16 year old now um so I don't really like a lot of vegetables but I've been recently eating like green peppers with the cream cheese and that's actually like so good it's a really weird taste at first but you like I started dipping in in like ranch or um french dressing and it's actually like so good and it's super good for you so just I try to find ways to make healthy food taste better I guess like I just try to find like the healthiest version of things just for my own body and not only to feel good and I just I feel so good but like I said the best I've been um in a long time and so yeah if you or you know anyone who's struggling um and need someone to talk to um you know need some advice on how to talk to your friends to not talk about their you know dieting and that toxicity of that um please reach out to me I would love to help you it's not easy and sometimes you could lose friends because of it but um you know you just have to remind yourself and that's not the type of person you want in your life if you know you come to them because you're struggling and they don't they're not understanding so maybe they're not meant to be your friend that's kind of the sad reality of it but yeah if you know anyone who's struggling or you're struggling, you need someone to talk to, please reach out to me on my Instagram. Love to um, talk to people about this and be able to like help other people um, because it's it's a struggle and it's forever going to be a struggle. It's something that never really goes away. It's just something you learn how to um, control basically. So with that being said, um, the next episode I want to go into my struggles with anxiety, panic attacks, um, depression and post-traumatic stress so it's kind of a lot of topics in one but we're gonna condense it might be a little bit longer than this one but yeah so that's kind of like what the next episode is gonna be about thank you for listening to this um like share comment i would love to hear um some ideas of things that you guys would like me to talk about if i've mentioned little things and you want me to go into deeper please leave a comment and i will you know add it to the next segment or add a whole episode about it if i feel like i could um yeah please leave comments give me some feedback i would love that and um please you know like just thank you for listening you guys are all my angels um thank you to everybody who's being super supportive about this i love you all Y'all my angels, I hope you have a beautiful day. Thank you so much.